As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host, Doug Reed. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's R-E-I-D 34. This is Sports Ethos Presentation. And if you haven't already, please check out our site at sportsethos.com. You can see all of our podcasts across every sport, individual team podcasts, wagering analysis, fantasy advice, um, football obviously going hot and heavy, baseball wrapping up, but still a lot of information, daily podcasts in both, wagering show here, uh, basketball is starting to heat up a few weeks away from really getting going, uh, and Dan Vesperus, you can follow him on his daily NBA podcast, which goes every day through the offseason and through the season. He's been really ramping up some preseason fantasy advice, too, to look at. So definitely check it out. If you're in fantasy football, though, check out J.P. Sticko. He's at J-P-S-T-I-C-C-O, and he'll start fantasy football today. Also on game day on Sundays, do a live uh, YouTube show before the game start. Great information. We had a great weekend last to kick off the, uh, the season uh, from wagering side and a good weekend in fantasy. Uh, as well, but wagering, we did really well. Uh, and as baseball wraps up, also check out Joe Arrico. He's on Twitter at Joe Arrico99. Joe, then O R R I C O 99. He hosts our MLB Today podcast, daily podcast, all things fantasy. Uh, great information there as the season hits the last few weeks of the year. I'm going to get straight into the board today. 17 in Major League Baseball games, uh, two early doubleheaders. Uh, we're really just gonna we're gonna skip those because those are already in progress. Um, we had Pittsburgh at the Reds and Tampa at Toronto in the first game, but we're gonna skip those and jump straight to the evening slate, which starts at six ten in the East. We have the LA Angels in Cleveland to face the Guardians. You get the Angels at plus one ten. The home Guardians are favored at minus one thirty. Total here is eight. You also get the Guardians at a very large plus one sixty on the run line. Um, for the Angels, I'm actually on the Angels 
uh, money line here. I got it at 116. I said plus 110. You shop around. I got it a little while ago. Plus 116. Big throw lefty Jose Suarez to the, uh, on the mound. 86 innings, 3.77 ERA, 1.26 whip. 84 strikeouts, just 31 walks. Going against Cody Morris, uh, who's only pitched six innings in the majors. Uh, ERA of three, three walks, five strikeouts, 1.67 um, whip. But I'm liking uh, the Angels at a plus line here because Suarez has pitched quite well. Uh, in his last few outings, he's he hasn't given up an earned run in his last three outings, which totals 17 to 30. And he's given up one run to Oakland, uh, but it was under right now. Two of those outings were against Oakland, one of those games KC, I realize that. Uh, but on the season, he's been doing well. But the key here is he's a lefty. And Cleveland does not hit lefties well. Overall, batting average, the, the Guardians are in 231 against lefties, 24th in the majors. 300 on base percentage, 26 and a 332 slugging, 29th, so second worst team in slugging. So runs could be a premium. And the flip side, uh, the Angels have two of the best players in the majors, and Mike Trout. Shohei Otani, but Mike Trout is on a seven-game home run hitting streak now. I don't necessarily think he's going to hit his eighth tonight, but he could. Uh, but their offense has been clicking a little, later, a little lately. So straight up, I like the Guardians is a better team. Uh, but with Suarez going against the unproven young Morris, uh, I like Suarez. He's been pitching well. And the Guardians struggle against lefties. So maybe first five total you could look at two. Um, total here is eight. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I like the Angels in general in this game catching a plus money line. So I get a plus 160, but anything plus 110 or above uh, is definitely worth a play, I think. 640 in the East. We have the Houston Astros in Detroit face the Tigers. The Astros come in at a very large minus 230 on the money line. You can get the home Tigers at plus 190. And the total here is set at 8, juice to the over at minus 115. And you can get the Strohs at minus 135 on the run line. Houston throws out there young righty who's basically uh, replacing Justin Verlander uh, in the rotation. Verlander's expected to maybe come back this weekend early next week. But regardless, Hunter Brown, uh, young righty, just six innings, didn't give up any runs, one walk, five strikeouts, very good prospect. He's a bit of a clone of Verlander uh, from what I've heard and seen as far as how he pitches and what he looks like. Uh, going against the struggling Tigers line, they throw Drew Hutchison, 86 innings, 4.08 DRA, 1.43 whip, uh, 36 walks, walking too many guys, 56 strikeouts, not striking out enough, although Houston does strike out, but uh, I can't get behind the Strohs, minus 230, that's just too much. I like Brown, uh, although, you know, he's pitched one game, and even though Detroit's struggling, they are a major league team, so hard to say if he's that dominant as well as good as he looked in his one outing he's a good prospect but can't can't lay minus 230 even the run line at minus 135 is a little steep for me next game 640 is now east battle the phillies are in south beach to play the marlins you get the phillies at plus 105 the marlins at home minus 125 total here is seven so obviously pitchers do expect it used to be over at minus 120 and you can get the home fish on the run line at plus 165. now I think this is probably the only way that the Marlins would be favored is because they have their ace, Sandy Alcantara, on the mound. 196 and two-thirds innings, 2.43 ERA, 1.01 with 47 walks and 177 strikeouts. Flip side is Bailey Falter, um, the lefty for the Phillies, is on the hill. 62 and two-thirds innings, 4.02 ERA, 1.2 whip, 13 walks and, and 55 strikeouts. Now, I'm on this game for the first five under total three and a half so the first five total under three and a half i got that at minus 110. um i'm actually i like the phillies a little up plus 105 the thing is alcantara has been so dominant this season he can go eight or nine innings and shut them down um but falter is a lefty 
And much like the Guardians' analysis, Miami's even worse against lefties. Against left-handed pitching, they are the worst in all three hitting categories of batting average at 206 against lefties, uh, on-base percentage 270, and slugging 322, number 30 in all three categories. So I don't see them being able to get defaulted for a lot of runs. And Alcantara uh, can shut down pretty much anybody. He has faced the Phillies, let me look, five times already this year. Um, held them to going back to April, two runs and six and a third, two runs and seven and two thirds, two runs over eight, four runs over seven and two thirds, and three runs uh, about a week ago over six innings. So the Phillies have gotten him for a couple runs. If they can do that again, I can see that, but I can also see Falter shutting um, the fish down for, for the first five innings. So I'm going to go, I am on at minus 110, first five under three and a half. Uh, I think Alcantara can get back to this thing. He, 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 people are saying he struggled lately, but it's interesting when you break down his numbers. Uh, last game, he pitched nine innings, no earned runs against Cincinnati. Prior to that, seven and two-thirds, four earned runs against Philly. Prior to that, seven innings, no earned runs against San Diego. Three and two-thirds, the Dodgers lit him up for 10 hits, six earned runs. Um, but a week before that, he pitched a complete game, nine innings, six hits, one earned run, two walks, ten strikeouts against L.A. So he's been a little bit up and down, considering most of the year he was just up. Um, but I still think he has the ability to shut the Phillies down, at least for the first half of the game. So, going to be on that first five. Uh, next game is the second game of the uh, Pirates-Reds doubleheader. And we get the Pirates coming in at plus 120, the home Reds at minus 140. Total here, nine and a half, and you can get the Reds at plus 145. Uh, I don't necessarily have any pitching. I have Luis Ortiz going for the Pirates, making his major league debut, and Cruz on the hill uh, from what I can see for the Reds. So don't really have much of an analysis on this. Uh, I guess I would lean the Reds just going against a rookie pitcher, uh, making his first outing. Uh, but too hard to say, especially second half of the doubleheader. So this is a complete stay away from me. Next game, 7-5 in East. Um, we'll break down in a second. We're going to take a quick break and get back to that when we're... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. All right, welcome back. Let me get back to the second half of the card here. And the Orioles make this short trip over to Washington to play the Nationals seven and five in the East. You get the O's. On the road at minus 160, the home Nats at plus 140. Total here is 8.5. You can get the Orioles at plus 105 is what I'm seeing on the run line. Pulling up the O's game here. Uh, you get Dean Kramer on the mound for the Orioles. 94 and two-thirds innings, 3.23 ERA, 1.23 whip, 71 strikeouts. So having a good season. Pitching better at home, but having a good season. You get Corey Abbott, the young righty, on the bump for the Nats. Just 32 innings pitch, 4.22 ERA, 1.19 whip, 13 walks and 29 strikeouts. I like the O's here. The Nats have been hitting. The Nats have been scoring a lot lately. But I like the O's. I just can't back them at minus 160, and I'm not going to back them on the run line, uh, especially the way the Nats have been hitting. They've been getting to a lot of pitchers lately. Uh, I still think they're one of the, they are still one of the weaker teams in the majors, but not going to back the O's at minus 160. Next game is the second game of the doubleheader between the Rays and the Jays, the AL East battle for wildcard supremacy. I'm not sure either team can catch the Yankees, but the way the Yankees are going lately, I'm not sure of anything in the AL East. You have Yanni Chiros on the hill. He will be um, pretty much an opener, might go one or two innings in typical Rays fashion. And Alec Manoa, the Jays ace on the hill, 171 innings for Manoa, 2.42 ERA, 0.99 whip, 41 walks, 158 strikeouts. Uh, I don't have any lines up in this game because the first game's just wrapping up. Uh, well, they're late in the game. Uh, I would imagine that Manoa and the Jays are going to be minus 130, minus 140 favorites. Uh, I'm not going to be on it. I like Manoa. Uh, the, the Rays have always seemed to have the Jays number. Jays won yesterday. The Rays are winning today. Um, so I would lean. I wouldn't lean either way, actually. Uh, complete stay away from me uh, in this game. I do like Manoa, but the Rays are going to do their bullpen game kind of thing, and that's always uh, tough to handle because they usually have a solid pen. 7-10 in the East, we have Jacob deGrom in the Mets hosting the Cubs and Adrian Sampson. So we have the Cubs coming in at plus 325, the Mets at minus 425. Total here is 7, juice to the under at minus 120, and you can get the Mets at 170 on the run line. If you're looking to back the Mets, you really need to almost go an alt run line of minus two and a half because there's no way I can put minus 425 on anybody. Uh, I get I, I would argue pretty easily that Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher in the majors right now, um, but I'm not backing anybody at minus 425. What I am on, though, is a Samson strikeout prop of over two and a half, and I got that at minus 130. When I look at his numbers lately um, – He's been basically getting, so he's got to get two and a half strikeouts. In his last few games, he has 
let's see, he has four strikeouts. No, oh, sorry, looking at the wrong word. Uh, against Cincinnati, he only got six innings, only got one strikeout. But prior to that, he had four against St. Louis, two against Milwaukee. Um, he's got on the season 55 strikeouts and 76 and two-thirds innings. But the Mets strike out a lot. Number two in majors at strike and strikeouts per nine, 9.57 per nine. So just over one per inning and a little worse at home, 9.69. So I don't think Sampson is necessarily going to shut them down by any stretch. Uh, and the Mets bats have been struggling a little lately, but they strike out a lot. So they strike out one per inning on average, even if he's not hitting that. Uh, if he goes five or six innings, he should be able to get, I think, to that number. Uh, so I'm on an Adrian Sampson over two and a half Ks. Got that at minus 130. Next game of the night is an AL East battle between the best and the worst in the AL East. 7-10, we get the Yankees in Boston to play the Red Sox. The Yankees come in at minus 160 on the money line and the home Sox at plus 140. You can get the total of eight and a half, juiced evenly at minus 110 on both sides. And you can get the Yankees run line at an even plus 100. Uh, Cole has pitched well. People are saying he's been struggling lately, but and struggling against the Red Sox, maybe a little, but there's no way you can, I think, ever fade Garrett Cole. 171 to third innings, 3.2 ERA, 1.02 whip, 218 strikeouts. On the flip side, Nick Vett, 155 in the third innings, 4.29 ERA, 1.32 whip, 148 strikeouts. Now, Pavetta was a bit of a darling, um, certainly in fantasy and some betting circles earlier in the year. Uh, but he's really fallen off. He's right at the ship a tad lately, um, but I am on the Yankees first five over two and a half. I got that at even plus 100. So anywhere from, I'm going to say minus 110 to even money, I would be on the first five. Because when I look at Pavetta's numbers, he's pitched uh, three times against the Yankees this year. April, once in April, two in July. Five and two thirds in April, four earned runs. Three and a third in July, six earned runs, four and a third in July, seven earned runs. So he's been giving up um, a lot of runs to the Yankees. I know their bats haven't been super hot lately, but I think can they get to him for a few runs? Total here is eight and a half uh, on the game. So even with Cole pitching, uh, the market thinks there's going to be some runs scored. And I can see them getting to Pavetta for a few runs early. He's been getting up, giving up a lot of hits uh, in those games he's got against the Yankees. He's got, let's see, seven, 12, thir- 13 and a third innings, and he's given up 19 hits. So he's given up a lot of hits. Uh, he's given up eight walks in that period too. Uh, struck out 13 plus 13 batters. So see the Yanks being able to get to him. I can't back them at minus 160. They're just too inconsistent lately. Even the run line, uh, and even plus 100, I'm not going to be on. 740 in the East in AL Central battle between the Royals and the Minnesota Twins. The Royals send Chris Bubich to the hill and they're at plus 165 on the money line. The home Twins are Behind Joe Ryan are minus 185. Total here, eight and a half. Juice to the under, minus 115. You can get the Twins at plus 115 on the run line. A game I'm staying away from. Uh, Ryan's the better pitcher. I like him at home as well. Comes in 122 in the third innings, 4.05 ERA, 1.16 whip, and 124 strikeouts. Bubich, on the other hand, 111 innings, 111 two thirds innings, 5.4 ERA, 1.64, an ugly 1.64 whip. 54 walks, 88 strikeouts. So walking too many guys, not striking out enough. I like the Twins, not at minus 185. And even on the run line, the way they've been hitting inconsistently lately. Um, after getting swept on the weekend by the by the Guardians, their playoffs hopes, I think they're about four and a half, five games out now, still behind the White Sox and the AL Central leading Guardians. So at uh, minus 185, I can't back them. They need to win this game. They need to win this series. Um, but the way they've been playing lately... Don't have a lot of faith at that price. 
745 in the East, we have the Brewers in St. Louis to face the Cards. If the Brewers have any hope of catching the Cards, they pretty much need to sweep this series, and I don't see that happening. Brewers committed plus 165 on the money line. The home cards minus 185. Total here, 7.5, juice to the over at minus 115. And you get the cards on the run line at plus 115, which is something I'm going to look at uh, a fair bit. I like the cards behind Jordan Montgomery. Uh, he comes in 30 and two-thirds innings since trade to uh, St. Louis. 1.76 ERA, 0.82 whips, just four walks, 28 strikeouts. Man, he's been fantastic since he's been there. Matt Bush will simply be an opener. Um, I don't think he's pitched more than an inning again this year. 12 innings, 4.5 ERA, 1.25 whip, 16 strikeouts. Uh, I like the cards, not at minus 185. On the run line, perhaps their bats can get to anybody and certainly get to Bush uh, at 115. So a pretty hard lean there, and I might pull the trigger on that a little later. In the AL West, we go 805. Uh, Eastern time. We have the Oakland Athletics in Texas to face the Rangers. The A's come in at plus 120. The home Rangers minus 140. Total here is 8.5. Juice to the under minus 115. You can get the Rangers at plus 140 on the run line. Not a game I'm going to be on. Uh, Oakland sends young lefty Ken Waldachuk to the mound. Just 10 innings, 3.6 ERA, 8 strikeouts, 1.2 whip. And lefty Cole Reagans for Texas. 21 to third innings, 3.8 ERA, 1.45 whip. Just 13 walks and 12 strikeouts. Um, that's never a good thing when you have more walks and strikeouts, but only 12 strikeouts in 21 to third innings. So he's had a few good games, and uh, I think there's a good chance he's in the rotation next year. But I can't I can't back them. Oakland put up some good runs um, at home recently. Sorry, put up some runs and some good totals at home recently. Um, but I just don't have I just don't have a feeling for either of these pitchers. I like Reagans more. I like Texas. Minus 140 is a little steep, and I'm not going to run line uh, in this game. Next game, 8-10 in the East. We have Colorado Rockies in Chicago to play the White Sox. You get the Rockies on the road at plus 170. The home Sox as big favorites at minus 200. Totally are 8.5, juice to the under at minus 115. And you can get the Sox on the run line at minus 1.5. I'm on a few plays here. First of all, uh, I'll give you the pitchers. We have... Ready, Chad Cool on the hill for the Rockies. 117 innings pitched, 5.38 ERA, a 1.51 whip. So he's given up one and a half base runners per inning. Not good, Bob. 50 walks, 92 strikeouts. Ready, Michael Kopik on the hill for the White Sox. 114 in the third innings, 3.78 ERA, 1.22 whip, uh, 102 strikeouts. And I'm on the Sox. First five over two and a half. And I got that at about minus 105. So anywhere, I would take that probably anywhere, to be honest with you, anywhere up to minus probably 115 or even 120. I like the Sox in the first five, being able to get to Cool. Uh, the reason being, if you look at Cool's recent outings, he's been up a lot of runs. So a week ago, four and a third innings get to Milwaukee, five, five runs. Four and two thirds to Atlanta before that. Uh, three runs. Before that, the Mets, five innings, three runs. Before that, at San Diego, five innings, nine runs. The Dodgers, three and two-thirds innings, five runs. At Milwaukee, two and a third, uh, five runs, three earned. San Diego, four and two-thirds, three earned runs. So in every one of his last seven outings, he's given up over two and a half runs. So the White Sox have been inconsistent. Um, a few of their bats been hot lately. I like them to get to cool early. I also have the uh, Sox run line. I think I gave it out at plus 110-ish. 
Uh, I like that number. I got it at plus 105, so missed that a little bit, but uh, I would take that. I, I would take the Sox red line, to be honest with you, anywhere at minus 110 or better. Um, so plus 110, definitely on that. Then I'm also on uh, Jimenez for the Sox to get an RBI. So over 0.5 ribbies, I got that at plus 140. Jimenez has been hitting fantastic. In the last five games, he's 11 for 23. Nine ribbies in that period. So he's hot. He's driving in runs. He's hitting fourth in their order. Um, but it's it's part of that, but it's also going against Cool. If they're going to score in the first five, which I think they are, uh, there's a good chance, you know, he, uh, even if Cool pitches well, he's going to get two to three at-bats, Jimenez, in the first five innings. Um, and I think they're going to get the Cool, and I think he could be one of the guys cashing or, uh, some of the runs. So Jimenez over 0.5 ribbies, get it a plus 140. Next game is what I think is a pitcher's game of the night. 940 in the East. The Dodgers are in Arizona to face the D-backs. And we have Clayton Kershaw on the bump for the Dodgers. And Merrill Kelly on the hill for the D-backs. Dodgers come in as huge favorites. Minus 200 on the road. D-backs at home, plus 170. Total here is 8. I'm actually surprised. That's a little high. I would maybe look to the under. It's at juice to minus 120. I would lean there. You can get the Dodgers at minus 120 on the run line. Now, the Dodgers, it seems to when the Dodgers win... Um, they have a great propensity to win by two or more. So their run line has been cashing a ton. But I don't like going against Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly, 171 and two-thirds innings, 2.94 ERA, 1.08 whip, 147 strikeouts. Kershaw, on the other hand, is doing his Kershaw things, 96 and a third, 2.62 ERA, 0.97 whip, and 102 strikeouts. Let me just pull up some of the uh, recent game logs, though, for Kelly. Um I think at plus 170, I'm not probably going to do this, but I think there's some value on the D-backs. They've been hitting well lately. I know it's Kershaw. I don't really like going against Kershaw. I rarely do, if ever. Um, but Kelly has pitched fairly well lately, although he got hit hard last game by San Diego. Gave up no runs before that to Milwaukee. Um, and his last five or six outings, he's given up a few runs. He's also got a couple games where he gave up no runs over seven innings. So he has ability to pitch well. Uh, he's pitched decent against the Dodgers this year. Three earned runs, one game, eight and two innings, uh, eight earned runs, two innings, another game, and six innings, three earned runs. So I think he'll keep the D-backs in the game. That's why I'm not on the run line for the Dodgers. And at minus 200, I can't take the Dodgers. So I definitely think there's value in the D-backs at plus 170. Not going to be on it, though. Second last game of the night is also a pitcher's duel. Uh, we've got at 940 Nice, the Padres fly out to Seattle to take on the Mariners. Stay in Seattle, take on the Mariners. Um, even 110 on both sides of this game. Total 7.5, juice to the under at minus 125. Uh, you can get the home M's at, from what I'm seeing, plus 185 in the run line. Uh, not going to touch this game. We've got you, Darvish, against Logan Gilbert. Darvish, 168 and two-thirds innings, 3.31 ERA, 0.98 whip, 168 strikeouts. Gilbert, on the other hand, 161 and two-thirds innings, 3.23 ERA. 1.20 whip and 151 strikeouts. So guys with pretty similar numbers, obviously a little lean to Darvish. Um, but the but Padres bats, you know, I've said this a number of times in the show, since the Juan Soto trade, it's just been maddingly, in, is that a word, maddingly? I've been frustratingly, I don't even know if that's a word, inconsistent. Um, so I don't know who, to, you know, what team's going to show up. If their bats show up and Darvish shows up, this is Padres win. Uh, if they don't show up, I think Gilbert's showing he can shut down pretty much anybody. And the Padre, and the, uh, the Mariners bats behind Julio uh, Rodriguez have been hitting well lately. So uh, if they can get to Darvish and he has one of his off days, um, they can put up some runs too. 
anything, maybe a first five under. Uh, I just pretty much just stay away. I, I just can't get a feel for this game. It's going to be a fun game to watch. It'll be a good pitchers matchup, but not sure which way to go. Last game of the night has the Atlanta Braves in San Francisco to face the Giants 945 in East. You get the Road Braves at minus 165. The Home Giants plus 145. Total here is eight. Juice to the over at minus 115. And you can get even money at plus 100 on the Braves run line. If anything, I might look to the under at minus 105. Kyle Wright is on the hill for the Braves. 17 and 5. He's probably going to have to win out three. Maybe Doughty has four starts left. And they'll probably try and. Um, Although they're battling for the uh, NL East, so not sure if they'll be trying to set their pitching rotation for the playoffs. But regardless, he's 17 and 5, 158 and two thirds innings, 3.23 ERA, 1.15 whip, uh, 154 strikeouts, having a fantastic season. Jacob Junis um, has had a decent year for the uh, Giants, even though he was hurt for a good chunk of it. 92 and two thirds innings, 3.98 ERA, 1.18 whip, just 20 walks and 80 strikeouts. You get the Braves at minus 165. Um, I like them. I don't like them that much. Maybe a run line. Although the Giants, as ugly as that team has been, and I'm a huge Giants fan, their hitting has been so inconsistent. Pitching not a whole lot better. They have the ability, it seems, to keep games close. So what I would probably look at is the under eight, the total of minus 105. Um, yeah, that's probably I'd probably go with the under. I'm leaning on that. I'm not on that yet. So... That wraps up the 15 games of cover. Uh, just to quickly go through, I've got the Angels on the money line at plus 116 over Cleveland, mostly because Cleveland does not hit lefties well. Another team that doesn't hit lefties well is Miami, but and but they're throwing Sandy Alcantara. So I've got the first five of Philadelphia at Miami going under three and a half. Then the Cubbies and the Mets. Uh, I've got the Cubbies pitcher Adrian Sampson over two and a half Ks. Boston and the Yankees have got the first five over. I think the Yankees get to Pavetta. First five over two and a half. And then Colorado and the White Sox. I've got the White Sox first five against Chad Cool over two and a half. I've got the White Sox in the run line, minus one and a half, obviously. And uh, Jimenez over 0.5 ribbies. Got that at a nice plus 140. So hopefully that prop hits. So um, not a lot of pure sides in this tonight for a couple first fives. Some pitching props. Uh, and the one side I have is the LA money line. Well, in the White Sox run line. So a little bit all over, a few plays in the, uh, on the board. Hopefully there's something you like in there. Before I go, though, I want to remind you of our buddies at Manscaped. If you haven't already, go to manscaped.com. And when you check out, use the code HOOPBALL20. That's HOOPBALL20 to get 20% off your order and free shipping. And as I said at the start of the show, um, even if you're not in – if you're into fantasy football or baseball, you got to check out – uh, our guys, J.P. Sticko on the football side and Joe Rico on the baseball side. I have a daily podcast. It's fantasy related. J.P. gets into a lot, gets into some sides and numbers um, and his analysis, analysis of the games as well. Um, but I think even if you're looking for wagering advice, they're great shows to listen to. These guys know their sports inside and out. Uh, so definitely check that out. And as I said at the start, you can follow me on Twitter, Doug underscore read three, four. And check out sportsethos.com, our site. Lots of valuable information there, lots of free information. Uh, you can get our wager pass for 15 bucks a month. Uh, you can get our fantasy pass for a few few more dollars. And I think one of the greatest benefits they have, we have, uh, with those packages, you get in our Discord. Our Discord's a blast. You know, you can get in there. You don't have to say anything. You can just kind of lurk and check things out. Uh, but we post all our plays in there. Uh, there's always commentary. Everybody's always, you know, asking questions. Uh, some of our members, a lot of our handicappers, 
uh, are in there, you know, giving game day thoughts, uh, giving numbers. Uh, we're usually pretty early on the football, the college football and the NFL football. You know, we've already got some plays and comments in there. Always happy to answer questions in there. So I think it's a great package. It's a great price. You definitely, from the wager pass point of view, you've definitely made money every month since the start of the year. Um, you bet, um, with, with, with our plays and our tips, uh, and just for 15 bucks a month. So check this out. And uh, I think you'll be happily, pleasantly surprised at sportsethos.com. Check us out and you get lots of information there. Or follow me on Twitter, Doug underscore read three four. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hopefully you got some plays that interest you tonight. Hopefully we can all make some money. And we will catch you tomorrow. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.